I'm Joe Feeks, editor of Poultry Health Today, and with me is Dr. Dan Moore. He is a nutritionist and the new president of Colorado Quality Research. Thanks for Great having to meet me. You. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, I've interviewed Steve Davis many times over the years, and I know that um, when I think of Colorado Quality Research, I think of necrotic enteritis. Is that a, a fair association? Certainly, certainly. A good, a good majority of our research is on necrotic enteritis. And and you've had to do an awful lot of research, especially in recent years with this antibiotic-free trend in poultry. Yeah, it's definitely changed the way that we've looked at it to a degree. Uh, we've done some, pulled some numbers out in the last three years. We've done 124 comparisons of, of non-antibiotic alternatives for necrotic. So it's definitely something that's a big issue right now. And you're a nutritionist, so this has got to be a real exciting time for you because we're not just looking for antimicrobial solutions. Yeah, it's definitely looking at things a little bit differently. Uh, with the minerals that we've been looking at, as well as a lot of other products that are not just a pharmaceutical type of a product. Now, I know that over the years, Colorado Quality Research has been working on models, research models for evaluating products for necrotic enteritis. But just to get everybody on the same page, when we talk about a research model, Correct. what does a producer need to understand? Because they're the ones using these products and you're putting them to the, the acid test in your research. How are these models put together? What do they mean? You know, so obviously the challenge of creating a model is trying to do something that is as close to the industry as possible. Uh, but the reason that you're creating the model in the first place is to have something that's controlled that you can get results out of. And so it's really a balancing act between the two, two systems. Uh, you want something that translates to the field, but you got to have something with, with lower variability, something you can control, something where you can look at products and evaluate them uh, to see what's going to work uh, in the field situation. And so we've done, you know, over the years that's kind of progressed, you know, even before Dr. Davis got there in the early years of Colorado Quality Research, they were developing models. And so that's something that we've continued to grow and develop on. Uh, there's a lot of environmental factors uh, that happen in the chicken house that we try to duplicate uh, so that whenever that is taken into the field, it can be replicated there as well. And so it's something that we you know, kind of pride ourselves on, but something we're always working with the industry on, working with our clients on. We take input from the industry side to try to improve, and so we're continually trying to improve the, the process. So I imagine you need different models for different classes of products. You wouldn't use, like the model you use for an antibiotic, for example, would be different if you're evaluating an herbal supplement. Yeah, exactly, because usually the response is different. You know, if it's an antibiotic, response is usually fairly clear. You know, some of the new products, it's, it, you might have to have a couple products together uh, to show that difference. And, and you can have, you get smaller differences as you go. And so you have to cater that to the different type of product that you're looking at. I mean, you can utilize the same model, but usually it's a bigger effect with the antibiotic. And so you, you, can, you can see that. When you're looking at something that's smaller, you have to really start mimicking the industry. You know, when you're looking at temperature controls, humidity controls, environmental controls, that's something you really have to work hard to mimic that so that you can get that response. So looking at what you have in the pipe right now, what's really the main focus for necrotic enteritis research? You know, the main focus is obviously the replacement of that, but you're looking at, I mean, there's really four, three, couple factors that you're looking at. You're looking at mortality, you're looking at lesions, what it's doing to the gut itself, and you're looking at performance. You know, performance is ultimately what you're looking at, but a lot of folks are focusing on the mortality aspect, uh, but we're also doing a lot more intestinal sampling. So they're looking at, you know, how 
the, the gut microflora is changing during that process because they're attacking it from that angle as well. So it's becoming, I guess, a little bit broader, a little more multifaceted when they're looking at these things. And it's not just necrotic enteritis alone. I mean, it's usually coccidiosis that opens up the door, right? Yeah, there's coccidiosis. It's typically a precursor. We have some models that, that do not require the coccidiosis. So if you're looking at something that's really trying to, to go after the clostridium, you can look at that. Or if you're looking at the full model, and that's where we change them from with the with the antibiotics you're looking more directly at the clostridium when you're looking at the the current uh, products that are out there that are coming forward it's a combination of looking at the coccidiosis and the clostridium so you need to make sure that that's that's going on at the same time and are there different variants of clostridium perfringens or is it pretty much all the same uh, there's different isolates and it depends what houses you're getting them from what conditions they come from and so you have to play with each isolate individually as far as trying to get it to cause, to cause necrotic enteritis. So there's some predetermining factors that go into that. And so it's really kind of, you're looking at what environment you came from in order to get those responses. So it definitely changes as far as where the isolate comes from. So if you're raising broilers without antibiotics, how do you manage necrotic enteritis? I realize that there's not a cookie cutter program, but what advice would you give to uh, a, a producer? You know, initially you have to look at management. I mean, management is where you start with a lot of these programs. Uh, so you're, you're looking at humidity levels. You know, it's very dry in Colorado, so we, it's, we could actually grow some of this antibiotic-free birds fairly easily out there. We actually add humidity to the barns to create that environment. So you know, humidity is an issue that, that people need to look at. It's always known from a feed perspective, you know, if there's some kind of interruption in feed delivery or a change in the feed form or the feed type, that can cause that. So you kind of have to introduce that slowly. Uh, make sure you don't have feed shortages. Make sure you always have feed to the birds because if they go without feed for a period of time, then they end up gorging their, themselves and it can, it can cause that. You know, lighting can be a potential issue if you're changing how their behavior occurs. Uh, that can do that. So from a producer standpoint, you really need to look at it from a management perspective. Uh, from the feed side, which has been interesting for me as a nutritionist, is you know, we've always had minerals and different things in the diet for, for decades. And they've been used for kind of antimicrobial effects throughout, and the swine industry uses them as well. Uh, but we've used them at fairly low levels. And part of that's because what form you're utilizing, you want to make sure there's nothing toxic or caustic to the animal. Now with some of the new forms that are coming out and being studied more directly, we can use higher levels and you're starting to see some of that difference. And so it's kind of going back and revisiting things a little bit that we looked at 40 years ago and we thought we knew what was going on and we did from a nutritional standpoint. But now if you're looking at it from a different perspective, such as necrotic enteritis, you need to understand what levels you need to feed, how much you can feed, or if you don't, you know, you don't want to feed too much. Uh, so that's some of the research that's going on right now, so. And what nutrients or minerals would play a role in managing necrotic enteritis? I mean, the big one's copper right now. I mean, that's something that people, we're seeing a very consistent result with copper. Uh, you know, typically you feed eight to 10 parts per million in a diet. Uh, we're feeding 250 to 275 parts per million in some of these studies. And it's from a study perspective, you have to work with your nutritionist and work with your program to see what you're gonna use. Uh, but from a research perspective, you get to those higher levels and you have a huge impact on necrotic. Uh, and then also they're starting to combine that with zinc. You know, zinc's another one, obviously, it's used in the swine industry as well. Uh, so we kind of cross over to the poultry side, but it makes sense that we see some of these benefits. And so when they use those, copper by itself and copper and zinc in combination, you start seeing a response. Those are the two big ones right now. Litter management is a big factor yeah, goes, with necrotic enteritis, exactly. isn't it? And it goes with, that goes with coccidiosis control. Yeah. It goes with the humidity. I mean, the drier, the better litter you have. 
uh, the, you know, you can prevent the clostridium from, from coming up that way. Uh, so there's another part of the management piece, litter amendments, litter quality, uh, that all goes hand in hand with all that. And putting in new litter, clean litter, isn't necessarily the solution. Yeah, it? that's something we've been working on and finding it was, and it kind of came about anecdotally for us, you know, because a lot of times they want to come to us once again, like the industry. So we were doing a lot of studies with uh, used or dirty litter and then doing our typical clostridium challenge and it's becoming more difficult to get that. And so we backed up and said, what's going on? And we started using, we noticed when we use clean shavings, it was easier for us to get the challenge. And so we, you know, we've done a series of tests and Dr. Davis has presented some of this work uh, where we use the dirty litter and it seems like they are a little bit more immune to the challenge that we put forward than if we use the clean litter. So it's much more predictable for us when we use the, when the clean shavings than it is the used litter. And we've even taken that a step further where we've sprayed clostridium on the litter before we place the birds. And it seems like there's a little bit of uh, immunity when we go and do the big challenge that it doesn't hit them as hard. They perform better and they don't usually have the lesion scores. I guess you really can't have a conversation about necrotic enteritis without digging into coccidiosis a little bit more. Um, because is it is it possible to have coccidiosis under control and still have necrotic enteritis? Uh, you, typically it goes hand in hand in the industry. We, we've created that situation a time or two with the research side. Some of our isolates do not require coccidiosis to, to, to have the necrotic enteritis, but in the field it's pretty much hand in hand. You're going to have that coccidiosis precursor that damage to the intestine, and then you're going to have, um, then you're going to have the necrotic come forward, and that's what's happening in, in the antibiotic pre or the NAE programs. We're using a lot of coxy vaccines, which help with the coxy, but you're introducing coccidiosis in the environment. And of course, now we have a lot of bio shuttle programs too. Uh, have you looked at those? Yeah, we've worked on some of those, and they they work fairly well. I mean, we try not to talk about specific products or things like that, but. But yes, those, pro those programs are working well, but it all comes back to the management piece. And, and what we found, if something gets out of hand or gets out of control, it's really difficult to stop without an antibiotic. But, but the key for anybody who's raising birds without antibiotics is you got to get the coccidiosis under control if you want to have any shot of getting necrotic enteritis That's correct. properly managed. That's correct. Yep. And, and you can manage it pretty much the same way. So if you get that coccidiosis under control, then you can, you can definitely help with the necrotic enteritis. Excellent. We've been talking to Dan Moore. He is a nutritionist and the new president at Colorado Quality Research. Thanks so much for coming by. Thank you very much. I appreciate it.